scripture lesson this morning comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 10, verses 46 through 52. Jesus and his followers came into Jericho. As Jesus was leaving Jericho, together with his disciples and a sizable crowd, a blind beggar named Bartimaeus, Timaeus' son, was sitting beside the road. When he heard that Jesus of Nazareth was there, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, show me mercy. Many scolded him, telling him to be quiet. But he shouted even louder, Son of David, show me mercy. Jesus stopped and said, Call him forward. They called the blind beggar. Be encouraged. Get up. He's calling you. Throwing his coat to the side, he jumped up and came to Jesus. Jesus asked him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said, Teacher, I want to see. Jesus said, Go, your faith has healed you. At once he was able to see and he began to follow Jesus on the way. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Over the past eight weeks, we've been walking with Jesus through the gospel of Mark. And during this time, we've seen numerous healings take place. Uh, Jesus heals a a paralytic man who is lowered through a hole in the roof. Uh, He exercises a legion of demons from a man in the region of the Gerasenes. A hemorrhaging woman is healed when she touches the hem of Jesus' robe. Jesus raises a 12-year-old girl from the dead. Those are, are just the healing stories that we've had time to cover together on Sunday mornings, but there's more in Mark's gospel that we didn't have the time to cover. Jesus heals another man with an unclean spirit, a blind beggar, Peter's mother-in-law, a man with a withered hand, and many, many more. Healings upon healings upon healings. Everybody for miles around that has any sort of ailment or disease or demon need only to reach out to Jesus. And all these healing stories in Mark's gospel, however, were never given a name of the person being healed. It's a mystery. They are anonymous. They are unnamed. They are solely identified by their infirmities. What's wrong with them? That is until we see the story from this morning of a blind beggar named Bartimaeus, which begs the question, why him? Why Bartimaeus? What makes him so special? At this point in time, Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. He's on his way to the cross. He's just quickly passing through Jericho. And of course, that ever-present crowd is there with him every step of the way. And as they travel to Jericho, Jesus and the crowd approach close to where Bartimaeus is sitting by the side of the road. Of course, Bartimaeus can't see Jesus, but he must hear that Jesus is nearby. Maybe he senses his presence And he uses the only tool in his arsenal, his voice. That's all he's got. So he yells out, Jesus, son of David, show me mercy. This is his only option. This is the only thing he can do. So he begins to shout out. And the crowd hears Bartimaeus, and they're annoyed. They're probably thinking, how dare this outsider address Jesus? How dare this ordinary blind beggar speak to Jesus. Who does he think he is? And so they take it upon themselves to try to suppress him. They yell back, shut up, be quiet, leave Jesus alone. You know, as as good church people, as Christians, I think we oftentimes see ourselves as the insiders, 
we feel like we're a part of Jesus's inner circle because after all, we have a relationship with Jesus, right? We're followers of Jesus. We come to church, we read our Bibles, we pray, we believe in all the right things. And because of that, I think sometimes we fall into the trap of thinking that we have a corner on Jesus. We have an advantage, a special privilege that other people just don't have. We think we deserve special treatment because we have put in the time. We put in the years. I've been going to church for however many years. I've listened to however many boring, dry sermons. I've put in the time. I've put in the effort. I deserve a little bit of credit at least, right? And I don't think that we mean to do this, but the church has a reputation. When I say the church, I'm not just picking on you all this morning. The church overall, worldwide, all of us as Christians, we have a reputation for looking down on the people beyond our walls. We as a church are often seen as judgmental. Judgmental. We, we like to point out the sins of others without really looking at the sins in our own hearts. We like to point out the speck in our neighbor's eye without acknowledging the log in our own eyes. We like to point out how others don't have that type of relationship with Jesus that we have, and it goes to our heads. On top of that, we become so inwardly focused that we forget why we exist as the church. We're here to serve Jesus by serving the least, the last, and the lost, the poor and the needy. You know, we, we think that we're following Jesus, walking along with him like this crowd, but really, we have our own agendas. What can Jesus do for me? We walk along thinking that we're doing what Jesus is calling us to do, but we're ignoring those cries of those in need, have mercy on me. We forget that Jesus says the least will become the greatest. Throughout the Gospels, Jesus criticizes and calls out the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the religious leaders, the scribes. They're called uh, hip hypocrites. They're called out for being exclusive and judgmental. These are the leaders of the Jewish faith. They're the devout. They're God-fearing. They're good people. They're the insiders, the churchgoers like us. And it's interesting to see how harsh Jesus is to church folk. He calls them whitewashed tombs, broods of vipers. He is most critical of us, religious people. In contrast, he's very understanding, very gracious to those who are on the margins of society. Spends time with tax collectors and sinners and outcasts. He aligns himself the most, not with good church people, but with the outsiders, the other. But the crowd around Jesus, a.k.a. the church, they try to silence Bartimaeus. He's a blind beggar. He's an outsider. He has no right to speak to Jesus in this manner. Shut up. Be quiet. Leave Jesus alone. But Bartimaeus cries out even louder, Jesus, son of David, show me mercy. He persists through the hushes and groans of the crowd. And everything changes when Jesus says, call him forward. We see the crowd completely shift. 
we see a completely different reaction. The crowd who was just yelling, be quiet, is now saying to Bartimaeus, be encouraged. Get up. He's calling for you. Upon hearing Jesus' request, the crowd is reminded what Jesus is really about. The crowd is reminded that Jesus is not just for the insiders. Through Jesus, the blind receive their sight, the lame walk, those with a skin disease are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have good news brought to them. As Cynthia Jarvis says, in this command to call him here, he's also commanding the crowd to become the disciples they would not be without this very specific act of obedience. Given that in Jesus the blind receives their sight, the lame walk, and the lepers are cleansed, those who simply want to be near him will find themselves in the company of his love, commands them to keep. In other words, Jesus is calling the church to be the church by seeking out the lost, the lonely, the hurting. As the church, we're called to open our eyes so that we can see the needs of those around us. We're called to open our hearts to those that other people have pushed away. When Bartimaeus is called by Jesus, he throws off his cloak, he jumps up, and he comes to Jesus who asks him, what do you want me to do for you? Bartimaeus says, my teacher, I want to see. You can hear that hope and expectation in his response. He really believes that Jesus can and will heal him. And Jesus heals Bartimaeus saying, go, your faith has healed you. Thank God that Jesus doesn't respond like the crowd. Thank God that Jesus doesn't silence him or ignore him or judge him. Thank God that Jesus responds with grace and with mercy and with healing. A blind beggar who is a nobody to everyone else is a somebody to Jesus. Person that society shuns is embraced by Jesus. A man who is ignored by everyone is lifted up by Jesus. In an interview, the poet Carl Sandburg was once asked, What is the ugliest word in the English language? Carl Sandburg said, The ugliest word in the English language is exclusive. Exclusive. We're doing a huge injustice to the world when the church stops being the church and starts being a social club. Exclusive. Insiders only. There's nothing worse than hearing those words, you don't fit in here, you don't belong here, we don't want you here. The church is not just for the select few. The church is not just for those who quote unquote deserve it. Church is not just for the insiders. The church is for all people. And that, I think, is what makes the church so beautiful. It's also what makes the church so challenging. You're forced to sit in pews next to people you may not like. You may not agree with. People that you might never normally be around, but for some reason Jesus has called you into community with them anyway. 
Maybe this morning Jesus needs to heal our blindness. Maybe Jesus needs to call us forward, open our eyes so that we can see. Maybe Jesus needs to perform a miracle in our hearts so that we can truly see ourselves and see others the way that God sees us. For we are all God's beloved children. Scripture lesson ends by saying, instantly the man could see and he followed Jesus down the road. Bartimaeus, who was an outsider, is now an insider. He's welcomed into the community, into the crowd of people who are following Jesus. That's the amazing work of God. Jesus longs for all of us to be brought into the fold, to be included, to receive God's grace, to be welcomed into God's kingdom. So why Bartimaeus? Why do we know his name? What makes him so special? The answer is because of Jesus. Jesus has come to reach out to the least, the last, and the lost. Jesus has come for all people. Thanks be to God. Amen.